We got some work to do. This is the Advanced Scout with Tom Offerman and Matt Williamson. Steelers and Colts Saturday in Indianapolis. Both teams have a 7-6 and six record. Right now the Steelers are the 6th seed. The Colts would be the 7th seed if the season were to end today. Steelers on a two-game losing streak and have been outscored by 40 points this season. They are 3-2 and two on the road. Colts are just 2-4, and four, though, in Indianapolis. The Colts have won four of their last five games. They've been outscored by 16 points in 2023. And over those past five games, Indianapolis only outscored their opponents by eight points. But all that matters, Matt, is they've won the game. So mm-hmm. Colts are turning on, and the Steelers yeah. are going through their worst stretch of the season so far, the only time they suffered back-to-back losses so far this year. It's clearly the Steelers' worst stretch of the season, the worst stretch in a while, really. I mean, uh, considering the, the, the nature of those two losses, the optimist would look at it and say, okay, well, time to look yourself in the mirror and be a tough-minded football team and have nine days to prepare for this and get healthy and go take you know business in your own hands, and you open the thing. But the show by saying, you know, they're the fifth seed right now, so they do have some Six. control. Six, Six, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, and the Colts are seven. Uh, so they do have some control here, but considering the nature of the AFC, I wonder if this is a loser-leave time match, you know? Uh, Loss here would really be damaging for either team. Especially because per EPA, including this game, mm-hmm. Colts have an easier schedule. Only three teams have an easier schedule than the Colts the rest of the way at the season. So it's more so important to the Steelers than the Colts. 100%. you got to take care of business against Indianapolis because there's no guarantee that the other three teams that Indy has on their schedule are going to do that for you. True, so true. I agree with you. This does kind of lean towards a loser-leave-town type yeah. of match. But like you said, you're the sixth seed. There's... From six to eleven, everybody's seven and six in the AFC. Right. You've got the upper hand on all of those teams right now, Which unbelievably after what you just went through. But take advantage of it. Absolutely, and uh, maybe it's not a loser leave town match for the Colts. You know, we're not doing this through the okay. Colts' eyes, but they could weather it better than the Steelers, who you know still have Baltimore and have to travel to Seattle, et cetera. And not to harp on it, but just think of what great position you'd be in if you got one of those two wins. I mean, either one, especially New England, but, I mean, I've been thinking enough about, said. I've been know? thinking about getting into DeLorean a lot lately, especially <laughs> yeah. after what happened last or on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. NFL, Everyone's falling left Everything and right. fell in your lap Injuries except for your own games. Exactly. You just win one of those two, moonwalk into the playoffs. Uh, quick series history on the Colts before we get into this matchup. Beginning in 1950, these two franchises have met 33 times, but only two of those games took place before 1968. The Colts and Steelers split their first four meetings, but the Steelers are 25 and four How about that? since and overall. Pittsburgh leads the series 27 to six overall. 12 of the games have been the Steelers against the Baltimore Colts. Of course, the Colts won just three of those dozen matchups. The Colts have won just two games against Pittsburgh in the 2000s, zero in the 1990s, one in the 80s, and two in the 70s. Steelers are currently on an eight-game winning streak against Indianapolis and have won five in a row in Indy. The Colts and Steelers have met five times in the postseason, and guess what? Pittsburgh is 5-0. and oh. yeah. Wow. You know, that's dominant. I never man. really thought of it, but right. this might be the team Steelers owns the most in the yeah, NFL. I had never thought of it either. So I'm like, boy, that's true. That's true. Wow like zero wins in the 90s or whatever. That, I mean, whatever those numbers were, breaking down by decade is unbelievable. I'm trying to think. The two games in the 2000s. I was born in 94, so I obviously didn't see any wins in my early, early days, okay. my first six years on Earth. But in the 2000s, I can't really peg the second one. I know they got <laughs> beat by Peyton Manning in 2005, but then they went back to Indianapolis that year and got revenge on Peyton Manning True. and those Colts. But other than that, man, I... Colts have been pretty good. You got me on that second one. Yeah, exactly. There's Andrew Luck sprinkled in there. Your lifetime. Yeah, I mean, you're Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck years, and they've been 
crushing them. Oh, one of my favorite memories, of course, from this series, though, is the Antonio Brown jumping on the goalpost celebration. After oh, the okay. Turn. Yeah. How, who could forget that? I mean, the Ben tackles the one that comes to mind immediately, of course. You know. Come on, jumping! People make shoestring tackles to go to the Super Bowl all the time. <laughs> jumping on a goalpost to celebrate—that's never been done before. All right, let's talk about the Colts' offense to get things started, Matt. Uh, they're 14th in yards per game at 337. They're 17th against the pass, or they're 17th passing, 226 per game. Uh, 16th rushing the ball at 110 per game. Mm-hmm. They're eighth in scoring though somehow. Yeah, after yeah. all of those stats I just gave you, very middle of the pack on yardage, they get the ball in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, 24.2 points per game. 20 giveaways is 12th most in the league. And they allow 2.3 sacks per game, which is 11th best. Uh, they average 5.2 yards per play uh, for the season, and that's the same number of their past three games. An interesting stat that you noted here, Matt, is their usage of 11 personnel, uh, 79.3% of their snaps, third highest in the league. And the Steelers is not not really used to facing 11 personnel this mm-hmm. year. Just 53.8% of their snaps have come against 11 personnel, and only two defenses see a lower percentage than that. So this is going to be a little bit of a, a different feel for the Steelers against Indy. Yeah, yeah. And they're a little bit of an odd offense in that people probably remember they picked fourth in the draft, took Richardson. This was going to be a rebuild year. New offensive-minded head coach comes over from Philly, and their O-line was really bad last year, but it looks much, much better now. Playing a lot of 11. Downs is their slot guy. Pierce is their deep ball outside the numbers dude. And Pittman gets like every target. <laughs> I mean, he gets targeted <laughs> like crazy. I'm sure he'll see Porter in this game. They want Jonathan Taylor to be the guy. He's probably not going to play. Yeah, running game's really that. dried up. Yeah. yeah the running Zach Moss kind of slowed down as the season. Yeah, he's on. getting banged up. And, you know, this is a bigger workload than he's used to. And they, he came really on spelling. real hot. Yeah, he looked great. I, I like him. I just think he's. He's certainly in a cold spell right now, and maybe that's you know just the rigors of the season. I know this doesn't really matter for this matchup. We'll get to the guy under center, Gardner Minshew, in a second. But mm. what were your thoughts on Anthony Richardson in the small mm. sample size that you saw? You think that's something that the Colts can be excited for in the future, or is still Very. TBD? Very. I mean, he's a work in progress. His completion percentage was low. We knew those things coming in. But we've seen a lot of quarterbacks like Josh Allen, the, you know Jordan Love, that started out very inaccurate. And it used to be something he'd never changed, but uh, you know, it, he has shown a lot of signs. He looks like he's belonged. He just can't finish games. I mean, he got knocked out of like every game, you know. So hopefully durability doesn't sidetrack him. But this is a pretty promising team going forward. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Minshew steps in, and they're still seven and six. Uh, yeah. Disappointing loss, I think, last week. Although they had to go to Cincy, and Jake Browning's playing better than anybody could have ever dreamed of. Off, yeah. So it's not like. I know they got blown out, but still, it could be a lot worse than losing to mm-hmm. a six and six team now, seven and six team in yeah. Cincinnati. I kind of feel like the Colts are playing with house money. Yeah, is what no I've been saying all week. Like expectations well, you know were what? low. I, I kind of thought they would drop that game to the Titans the week before. Yeah, so maybe yeah. that's just you know the scales of the NFL balancing themselves, having them drop the game against Cincinnati. Yeah, well uh, but Minshew steps in for Anthony Richardson after the four games that he started. Uh, he's attempted at least thirty nine passes in three straight games, Matt, and he's done that in six games total this year. So it ain't exactly like they're asking Minshew to go in and be the game manager here. No, I mean, he's aggressive. They're not eye popping. Only has eleven touchdowns. Yeah, but he does turn the ball over a decent amount he's got like eight nine interceptions mm-hmm. uh up, up well over 2,000 yards total on the season so I mean he's pushing them all yeah I've always compared him to Ryan Fitzpatrick like I think that's the career he's gonna have is he'll play for eight different teams <laughs> be a spot starter guys you know come off the bench sneak when him into the guy. playoffs maybe yeah. this is a year where he does that with the Colts have some game he throws for 400 yards and just you know everything's clicking and then one game where he throws six interceptions <laughs> you know he's kind of a wild stallion that has nothing to lose 
Well, his favorite target is Michael Pittman, as oh. you mentioned. He averages 9.8 targets per game this season. He's gotten 11 or more in four straight games. And over this four-game stretch, Pittman has 37 catches and 391 receiving yards. He now has eight or more catches in six straight games and 10 of 13 games this season. Michael Pittman Jr., I'd like to introduce you to Joey Porter Jr. Yeah. Because it seems that's what the Steelers are going to do here, Matt. He oh. looks like a guy that's going to follow, and here's a guy that definitely deserves being followed. And their style plays sort of similar, too. Like, I would worry about Porter, you know, just a little unproven. Again, short, little, quick, tiny, you know, change of direction, water bug types. But him and Pittman are going to bully it out. Yeah, Both their dads played in the league. I mean, like, it's going to be a fun matchup. And I think people know Dale Lawley and I do the drive every day. This more that today Dale kind of mentioned the offense is a lot like end of career Roethlisberger, where they it's a lot of Pittman's a Deontay, you know, just a lot of short, quick. They all high targets, you know, and he doesn't really push the ball down the field unless he's going to Pierce outside the numbers. You know, he's okay. kind of the, the home run threat. Um, but Pittman gets a ton of targets, and he's really, really good. Tight ends have burned the Steelers the past couple of weeks. Trey McBride, Hunter mm-hmm. Henry, uh, four different tight ends played between 17 and 24 snaps last week. So it's a mixed, really it's a mixed bag in Indianapolis. Yeah. But you'd have to expect an offensive mind like Shane Steichen would see what these past two teams have done, despite mm-hmm. having better personnel at the position, and at least toy with attacking the middle linebackers with the tight think. end. You'd have to. I mean, as you mentioned, they live in 11, so there's a very high percentage one of on just field, one yeah. on the field. And it's one of four guys. I mean, it's not like the blocking tight end, the receiving tight end. I'm sure, I mean, of course, the Steelers are studying this, but there's probably tendencies. Like, do you come in to pass block? Do you come in to run routes? I mean, there must be tells there with how they're using these tight ends because there's four of them. It's bizarre. Yeah, Kylan Granson, Drew Ogletree, Mo Cox, and the rookie Will Mallory. You'll see all of them. You'll mm-hmm. see all four of them at one point. And Jelani Woods game. is hurt. He might be the best of the group. And then as far as running the football on offense, Zach Moss played 54 of a possible 64 snaps last week. Uh, he was stuffed for no gain on three carries last week and took a loss on three more. Uh, he had just three carries in that game that were over three yards. Trey Sermon was the only other Colts running back with a carry against Cincinnati. Moss has averaged 2.7 yards per carry or less in three of his last four games. Uh, Moss was never supposed to be a, a feature back because they no. have one of the better feature backs in the NFL when healthy. Taylor not healthy at the beginning of the year, not healthy now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moss was great at the beginning of the year. Tread, like you said, just ran off Run. that tire. Yeah, yeah. I, his numbers lately have been very pedestrian. Yeah. So I, I think they'll probably try to attack the Steelers through the air. Yeah, and the Colts only uh, mustered 46 rushing yards total last week and just 2.6 yards per carry. You just mentioned they'll try to attack through the year. Here's an interesting stat to end on uh, the Colts' offense. 11 different Steelers defenders have an interception this year, this season, but no one has more than two. So yeah, yeah. Sharing the wealth as far as turning the ball over in the secondary. Yeah, I mean, like, Walker got one last week on a tip. And, you know, they, unfortunately, they've had to play a lot of people at safety and especially linebackers. One guy does not have one yet, though. Yeah, he's due. 39. Yeah. And he's got a big old cast that he had to deal with the past couple of weeks, too. But yeah. still, it's very, very weird that he hasn't got one this I deep. Bet into he the gets season. one by the end of the season. Bet he does, too. <laughs> it might just be a pick six as well, Matt, knowing Could him. Could be. Uh, Looking at the Colts' defense, they're 25th in total D, 357 yards allowed, 17th against the pass, 226 allowed, 26th against the run, 131, and it's getting worse. It's getting worse. 29th in scoring defense, 25.4 points per game allowed. They're tied for 5th in takeaways, though, 21. That's tied with the Steelers, and 3.2 sacks per game is 3rd most in the NFL. So, And they hemorrhage yards, they hemorrhage points. 
But other than that, they turn you over and they'll get after the quarterback. Yeah, I say they're a big play defense. I, I need to look into this because I know I, I think they have a high number of defensive and special teams. It just that's just for me playing fantasy and mm-hmm. seeing their defense right, right. It, touchdowns this year. And they're a very splashy defense. They do rush the passer well. They've invested a lot in their front four, a lot of first round picks there, and they take the ball away. But boy, their run defense has been really worrisome lately and getting worse. Uh, the Colts allow 5.2 uh, yards per play for the season, but have allowed 5.5 over their past three games. They allowed 6.8 yards per play last week to the Bengals, and they got ran all over by mm-hmm. the Bengals, but also gave up a lot of receiving yards to running backs yeah. uh, in Cincinnati last week. There's a 54-yard touchdown pass to Chase Brown, but they were dumping it off to Joe Mixon as well throughout the game. So through the ground, through the air, getting the running backs involved really worked for Cincinnati yes. against Indy, something the Steelers can duplicate. Yeah, and I would like to see Harris get more involved as a pass catcher. We know Warren is superb in that regard. And I know everyone's you know loves to give Matt Canada a hard time, but I don't like the fact that since Canada was let go, Warren's role has decreased. I, I don't understand that at all. It's a good point. No one's really been... Harping on that. No, right. It's a good three-game stretch, and it's his least usage over those three games of the year. Uh, Over their past seven games, the Colts have given up 1,029 rushing yards, which is 147 per per game, and for the season, only five defenses are worse on an EPA standpoint, EPA per rush Mm -hmm. standpoint than the Colts. So running backs and running backs and more running backs is a a good game plan, uh, a good place to start with your game plan. And they're seeing a high percentage of runs. I mean, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, people were running on. Uh, Andy didn't record a sack last week. We did mention, though, that they are third in the league for sacks per game. Uh, not only does Indianapolis have 13 different defensive players with at least one sack this season, but they have four with over five. Samson Abukum, Quiddy Pay, Deo Odeyingbo, and DeForest Buckner. Mm-hmm. All over five sacks. They're also recording a sack on 8.4% of opposing dropbacks, which only three defenses are better. So your tackles are going to be tested a lot in this yeah. game. Your line in general is going to be tested in pass protection. I, I love Buckner. I mean, he's kind of like their Cam Hayward, Calais Campbell, while, yeah. professional captain, high character, interior dude that can do a lot. But none of their edge guys are – like, I'd have Highsmith over all their edge guys, let alone Watt. Over and Pay got, and Ebukum. Yeah, they're all young first-round pick types on this team that are – um, athletic. And I should have mentioned this earlier. Like their front office, it's very obvious what they covet is they, this team looks great coming off the bus. They're all tall, long arms. They all test well at the combine and they're developmental players. You know, they're trusting their coaches. It's a good organization, Matt. I mean, they are, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, despite yeah. the Steelers' success, they're always good, especially in these mm-hmm. 2000 eras. Yeah. You know, yeah. They've yeah. They've been able to maneuver from Manning to Luck to now this new post apocalyptic wasteland, and hopefully they have their guy in Anthony Richardson, but they always have those teams that yeah. look good on paper. They do, and for whatever reason, they can't beat the Steelers. <laughs> That's, uh, hopefully <laughs> That's that trend right, continues. Yeah. Uh, Quiddy Pay was somebody that Tomlin mentioned in his press conference Did this he? week. Kenny Moore was also somebody mm, that he mentioned. Really good slot corner. But the guy he mentioned that I want to talk about right now is Zaire Franklin, okay. who I think what Tomlin said is Zaire's abilities has made it easy for them to move on from Shaq Leonard. And Shaq that's Leonard, why Leonard's not there. Such a great player when he yeah. started in this league. I really hope injuries don't derail him completely because, I mean, he was on a Fred Warner, Luke yeah. Keekly-esque oh, yeah. trajectory, uh, and then the injuries happened, and now he's in Philadelphia trying to find a, a second win. But uh, there's no, the no drop-off the yeah, between right. it. And Franklin's on an all-pro trajectory this year. He leads the league in tackles. Did he? I didn't know that. I mean, he shows up consistently on film. And Leonard was coming back from injury – 
but Franklin was the better player in 2023. So I think, you know, they, they, Leonard became, I don't say he became a distraction, but you put a player like that on the bench or as a rotational guy, some kind of sometimes it kind of messes with your locker room and your chemistry, and so they thought they were better off without him. Seventh round pick in 2018. How about Larry that, Franklin? So took him a while to catch yeah, yeah, on. Yeah. Five years, but he finally looks like he's it's his fifth year. Uh, okay. It's paying off for him and probably lead to a big payday. I mean, they got some playmakers. Numbers. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, let's take a look at some key matchups before we get out of here. And we highlighted this already, but it's Michael Pittman Jr. versus Joey Porter Jr. Uh, like you said, both fathers in the NFL <laughs> with successful NFL careers. Both of these guys, I mean, Pittman has a long track record of having yeah. a successful career in the NFL. His best season. Can't start much better than Joey Porter Jr. has to his NFL career either. So really exciting matchup. matchup in this yeah, game. yeah. And, and pivotal one too. Yeah, I don't know much more to add to it. I think it's a, a good matchup for Porter. Pittman's a great player, um, but their style of play, I think, works pretty well for Porter. It's going to be a physical battle. And then you mentioned this guy, DeForest Buckner, their cam, Steelers interior offensive line, Mason Cole, James Daniels, see him all How do they handle him? Yeah, and he hasn't been quite himself lately, but I did think he was – I just have a lot of respect for his game. Steelers and Colts, 4.30 kickoff on Saturday this week. In Indianapolis, Steelers with a win can really help improve their playoff chances. For Matt Williamson, I'm Tom Opperman. Thanks, as always, for giving us a listen, and we'll talk to you next week on The Advanced Scout. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.